Stories, fables, ghostly tales. Welcome, you loveliest of lovelies. It is a wonderful Monday, and I'm here eating pizza, listening to the rain, and editing your next all-time radio episode. This time, from a new series, Box 13. This one, folks, such a tricky episode. A lot of the audio was merged with the music, which meant it was all that more difficult to gain clarity over some pieces of the audio. And getting the voices just right, the noise cut and the crackling... (laughs) The crackling was difficult. I've been listening to this episode hosted on other platforms, and those episodes seem to still have that crackle. But I gotta say, on this one, I managed to eliminate it. You know how it is, when you work on a project and you're passionate about quality, well, it's the little things that make the difference. Plus, it's for your lovely ears and my Patreon supporters that I want to make sure it's as clean as possible. This one might be a little muggier than usual, so I welcome the feedback if you don't want to hear any more from this series, if it's all kind of like this. But look, I want to give the vote over to you guys and gals. And lastly, if you want to support the show, here's how you do it. I've been emailed recently on what's the best way to support me, and it's via Patreon. www.patreon.com forward slash sfgt is where you can send your support my way. Now mates, enjoy your new episode titled The First Letter from Box 13. Mystery, detective work, and above all, adventure. Turn the lights off, the sound up, and pull up a chair with me to listen to a classic together. With the star of Paramount Pictures, Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Box 13. Box 13. Box 13. Box 13. Box 13. Well, this is great. Rain, rain, rain. But even the ducks wouldn't come out in weather like this. For me, I'm an idiot. I gotta go and take up a profession like being a writer. I couldn't take up something easy. Oh, no, not me. I gotta be a writer so I can put on nice, cold, wet nights. Beating my brains out. Looking for an idea. Idea. Deadline. Oh, sure. Mustn't forget that ever-loving deadline. Hmm. What a way to make a living. I could have stayed a reporter at the start times and had nice assignments. Like listening to political speeches. Or covering the opening of a new manhole. Oh, no, but not me. I have to write fiction. Do it the hard way. Hmm. Well, I might as well take the usual hand... Open the usual door to the usual place and hear the usual comments. 
Hi, Mr. Holiday. Hi, Copy, copy, boy. Hi, Dan. What do you say, Ed? Senator wants you. How does it, Holiday? Oh, pretty good. There's a makeup on page four. Hi, Mr. Holiday. How are you? Hiya, Mr. Holiday. Hello, Susie. Anything in box 13? Box 13. Starring Ellen Ladd as Dan Holiday. What a character I am. Standing here in front of the wanted counter in a newspaper office while the rain runs down off my coat collar and my shoes. Mr. Holiday. I gotta ruin my last pair of. Huh? What's that, Susie? I said there's a message in box 13 for you. Here. Oh. Thanks, Susie. Don't mention it. Say, aren't you going to open it? Sorry. Not here, Susie. You know, you got all of us down here at the Star Times awful curious, Mr. Holiday, running that ad. Have I? You've been running it for months. Why don't you change it? Well, I haven't read it for so long, I've forgotten the words. How's it go? Don't you remember? Adventure wanted. We'll go anyplace, do anything. How about that? I still like it. You'd do a lot better with adventure if you ran your picture with the ad. Oh, no, thanks. Just keep on running it the way it is. But, Chief, aren't you ever going to tell us what you do for a living while you keep running that ad? Susie, same old question, same old answer. No. Well, if I'm not doing anything else, at least I've got the people at the Star Times curious. They'd think my brain cells were ten feet off first base if they knew why I really run that ad. Maybe they are. Hmm. You can help a person out of great trouble and gain an adventure for yourself if you call Chester 8945 and ask for Carla Williams. Chester 8945. Interesting name. Well, I hope she's home. Hello? Oh, uh, this is the man from Box 13. Oh? Tell me, are you serious or was that ad just a joke? No joke, Miss Williams. Are you willing to try anything? Well, uh, that depends what's on your mind. I can't discuss it over the phone. Will you meet me? Of course. There's a little French restaurant down on Ledge Street. Meet me there in the cocktail lounge. Uh, what time? Make it 10 o'clock tonight. Tell the bartender you want to speak to Carla Williams. French restaurant, Ledge, 10 o'clock. Oh, uh, a block number? The 600 block. You won't fail me, you'll be there. Lady, if it were winter, I'd come with bells on. This sounds like the beginning of a very interesting story. Beautiful woman in distress calls on struggling writer for help. Only she doesn't know I'm a writer, and I don't know she's beautiful. What's yours, mister? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm looking for a Carla Williams. Oh, yeah. She's sitting over there in that front booth. Thanks. Carla Williams? Yes. Oh, Carla Williams. 
Williams could be material for a love story or an adventure story. Or uh, maybe both. And uh, do you have a name? Oh, uh, yes. Dan Holliday. Uh, well, sit down. Oh, thanks. I'm uh, agreeably surprised. I didn't think a person would get such a satisfactory reply from a warhead. And I didn't think I'd get such a nice reply. You're wondering about me, aren't you? You're wondering why you're here. Naturally. Well, I'm being blackmailed. That's a very nasty business. I've been paying blackmail for five years, but tonight's the end. I'm to meet him in 15 minutes and make the final payment and get the letters. Well, that sounds like the end of your troubles. But is it? I can't be sure. That's why I need your help. Well, what can I do? Well, you can be there as a witness. You can make sure this is the end. You can see that I get the letters and get away safely. Uh, lady, you need the police. Why? To make sure everything I've kept hidden for five years comes out in the open? Maybe a friend could do it. My friends would be the last ones on earth I'd want to know. Are you afraid? No. You advertised for adventure? Blackmail isn't my idea of adventure. I'm sorry if my trouble doesn't measure up to your expectations. The best I could do on such short notice. Oh. Well, I guess I had that coming. Maybe this isn't your idea of adventure, but I do need help. I need help badly. Let's get leave it at that. Now, that might appeal to my early Boy Scout training. Then you will. I always help ladies across blackmail wraps. Uh, what happens if your friend makes trouble? We can't make any trouble. He seems to have done all that for the past five years. There won't be any trouble if you're alone. Here, reach under the table. Take this. Oh, uh, now wait a minute. This is a gun. Put it in your pocket. Don't let anyone see it. This is supposed to make everything all right? You won't need it, believe me. I, I thought it would make you feel better. It makes me feel like a policeman. And I still think a policeman is what you want. But you promised. I said maybe. I have to meet him in 15 minutes. Please help me. Where do we go? His apartment. Far from here. We can make it if we leave now. What do you say? Maybe I should never have been a Boy Scout. I watch Carla Williams closely as we ride over to the apartment where she's to meet this man she's been talking about. She's perfectly groomed with a certain niceness about her, except for those twin furrows of worry between her eyes and a cold look of anxiety. I don't think I would like to have her angry at me, though. That's funny. You should have been here 20 minutes ago. Not at all. There's a light switch on your right. The living room is straight ahead. Say, you sound like you're familiar with the place. Why not? I've been here many times before. There's a light on him there. Suppose he might have fallen asleep. Waiting for his money? Hardly. Well, this is more like it. This spot is nicely furnished. With my money. At least we can sit down and make our... Make our... 
Oh, no. Miss Williams, what's the matter? What happened? A small bite this book. You stay here. Yeah. 
could be a murderer, you know. Yeah, this could be. Just a knife for a murder. Perfect. How come you got so wet? It's uh, raining. <laughs> I know, but how come? My umbrella needs recovering. You want the Normandy arm? That's right. Well, it's your building up ahead, but it looks like you've got lots of company. What do you mean? And prowl cars, mister, all over the place. Oh, this is very nice. Carla Williams called the police and must have mentioned my name in passing. I'm the type of interesting young fellow that any cop would like to meet. Especially with a murder weapon in my pocket. Tonight, Mr. Holliday, I think you will sleep elsewhere. Are we right in with them cops, sir? No, they look busy, so maybe we'd better not bother them. Just keep on driving. Well, this is where you live, ain't it? I don't feel like going home tonight. I could shove them cops aside, you know. This is a legitimate hack. Uh, that would be fun, but don't bother. You're the boss, mister. Where to? Uh, there's a place down on Franklin Avenue. 1612, I think. I know that place. That's the cheapest hotel in town. Yes, I believe it is. Hey, how do you know about a place like that? I got information there for a story. With a joint like that? What are you going there tonight for? To sleep. You writing another story? I'm living one. Living one? Yes, I left my typewriter at home. Well, Mr. Holliday, to what do we owe this great pleasure? Maybe you're just lucky. More research on the senior side of life? Well, not tonight. I'm looking for a room. A room? Might I remind you, Mr. Holliday, this ain't the Roney Plaza. Have we got a room? Any particular exposure you might like? The less, the better. I'm sure we can fix you up. That is, if you're willing to pay in advance. Buck, buck and a half, how much? $25, Mr. Holliday. $25? And if you commit the murder, it'll be $50, Mr. Holliday. Come on, talk straight. I don't want any trouble with the police. What makes you think I'll cause you trouble with the police? Little box called the radio. Police calls. They're a lot of fun to listen to, Mr. Holliday. Yeah, I bet they are. We'll be comfortable here and safe. I'm beginning to wonder if I could afford it. With your money? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I wasn't trying to. Where's your phone? The one in the world costs a nickel. Thanks. You're staying tonight, Mr. Holliday? Can you come over here right away? 
To the police, there? That's right. Fair place, I'll meet you. The corner of Sixth and Victor, ten minutes. Right. Follow me, Mr. Holiday. How are you? Your room. This ain't the Roni Plaza, but the service is just the same. I've changed my mind. You're not stolen? Your rates are too high. I'll drop in again after I've made a fortune. Now I know how the fox feels when the hounds are closing in. Someday I'll have to write a story about a fox. Put that guy Burgess and his Peter Rabbit out of business. You again. Yeah, I get around, don't I? I thought you were set for the night. No running ice water. Sixth and Victor. Where'd you say you wanted to go? Sixth and Victor. But there ain't no place to sleep there. Uh, I'm not sleepy. I just want to examine a fire hydrant. Okay, mister. I'm glad it's your money and not mine. If we keep on, it will be your money. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Say, um, is that tonight's extra lying up there? Sure. Want to take a look at it? Well, oh, yeah, thanks. That picture they got of you on the front page is lousy. What picture? You look like you was facing the camera through a screen door. Yeah, let me see that. Well, 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 this is just wonderful. Prominent writer named by police. Carla Williams accuses Dan Holliday of the murder of Harry Granger. Grief-stricken girl witnessed the murder of her fiancé. And nice going, Carla. It's your word against mine, plus the evidence against me. Now I know why they wrote that song, I Get Along Without You Very Well. Well, there's Six and Victor. Who's on by? You gonna stop? I haven't made up my mind. Looks like a couple of cops waiting around for somebody. The way it looks to me. That might be the law. Yes, they might be. What do you want to do now? Get away from here and find a city directory. A chap by the name of Harry Granger should have a home. And he should have stayed in it. I'm either just ahead of the police or right behind them. And if this game keeps up much longer, I'll be right with them. Yeah? Oh, um, Harry Granger lived here. He did. You the police? Well, no, not exactly. A reporter? I used to be. Come here, you. I wonder if you're one of them blackmailers. Just a minute, friend. My coat rips easy. No, I guess not. If you were, you wouldn't be here. Mind if I step in? Come in, come in. This whole thing's got me all upset. Don't say. Oh, uh, you said something about a blackmailer. That's what I'm here for. I came to help Harry get rid of those rats. You mean he was being blackmailed? For five years. I lent him most of the money to pay off with. I told him he was a sucker, but it looks like I got here too late. You heard what happened? Saw it in the papers on my way from the station. Did they tell the police? Not yet, but I'm going to. Who did you say you were? I didn't say. You know something about this? I think I do now. I began to see the light when the city directory listed this place as... Granger's apartment. Can I help? Might get into trouble. Well, how? Break into a woman's apartment. After this, I'll use a 
I escape one of my stories of the most interesting things about a building. Homicide will be out in the hall seeing that no one comes in here. Let's work fast, Holloway. We'll have to find something that the police weren't looking for. There must be something. Those letters count. That's no good. Look. They're pretty obvious. That's, that's when I always have my hero to be. That's pretty obvious. For the living room. Well, let's see. That's where the body was. Nothing obvious there. On the desk. citizen. After what Carla Williams told us, we thought you were guilty. If she had told me that story, I'd have believed it myself. But proving that she and the bartender were married put a crimp in her act as the injured fiancé. Yeah, you showed it up as the same old racket. Smart woman teams up with smart man to blackmail innocent citizen. But just the same, I think you should stick to your writing and let police work alone. A lieutenant, I'll have that printed and framed in blonde walnut. Hang it on the wall? No, around the neck. I'm glad to hear you say that. You may not always have a guy like this, Grant, who backed up your story. Uh, Granger's friend? That's the one. Say, he's a nice fellow. Wants me to visit him on his ranch. Why don't you do that? Riding the range all day when I could be cooking in town? Uh, pardon me. Homicide, Lieutenant Kling. Oh, yes, yes, he's here. It's for you, Holiday. Oh, thanks. Hello? Mr. Holiday, this is Susie. Yes, Susie. Can you come down to Star Towers right away? Oh, what's the matter? There's another letter for you in box 13. Oh, no, no, no. Should I uh, open it and read it to you? Oh, not now, Susie. I I've got enough material to last me for a month. Three weeks of which will be a rest. Tell me where. Maybe I can come down and help you. You really want to help me? Sure I do, Mr. Holliday. Then put that letter back in box 13. But, Mr. Holliday... Good night, Susie. Next week, same time, Alan Ladd stars as Dan Holliday in Box 13. Mates, what are your thoughts on this one? The blackmail, the murder, the conniving woman and her accomplice who almost took our main man for the ride all the way to the electric chair. Goodness. I must say, this episode strikes me more as a noir film than a standard OTR, and breaks the mold when it comes to character development. We have a protagonist, for the first time, who is determined to get that story, and also solve that story. 
a sort of Dick Tracy meets Stephen King sort of character, part investigator and part author. Quite a strange but unique mix. I really enjoyed it. But I am keen to hear your thoughts on this one. The biggest hurdle with this series is the music being merged with the dialogue. Separating them from each other and lowering the music was a painful process and brings with it certain risks. So I'm a little reluctant to put up another one depending on your feedback. If you ever want to reach out to let me know, email me at storiesfablesghostlytales at gmail.com and I'm keen to hear your thoughts on this first episode by Box13. Now mates, it's time to thank my special people, my Patreon supporters. First up, the epically awesome, my mega mate, Maya, my O-Night Titan. Thank you so much, Maya, for your mind-boggling level of support. Every episode that goes up has your touch on it, with noise reduction, click control, and de-reverb effects. I've been applying them in full force to ensure the best quality audio possible. Thank you so much. We all benefit from your level of support, Maya. You are so very, very special. My brilliante Lee Bauer. Thank you for supporting me the way you do at your level. Your support allows me to install plugins that I wouldn't otherwise have and cover off the costs for various platform hosting. Thank you very, very much, mate. Your support is epic, just like you. And my old grain forces, the lifeblood of this podcast. Chad Warren, Just Heather, Paige Martini, Peter Raffelli, Tasha Moncrief, Christina Boyd, Divided by Zero, Dolphin and Cow, Michelangelo Yacone, Tea Time Drinker One, and Solstra. Thank you all for being amazing and supporting me. I don't tell you lovelies enough how grateful I am. You lot are so, so special and make a big impact on the direction of this show. So thanks, mates. Have a wonderful Monday, folks, and I'll see you Wednesday for something different. As always, mates, till next we meet.